Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific shares are trading mixed this morning. Sydney is up half a percent. Tokyo is flat, while Seoul is in the red. Investors are assessing news that the U.S. Federal Reserve plans to buy more bonds to keep interest rates low and encourage liquidity in the markets. Joining me now to assess the latest Fed decision and what this means for markets is Shane Oliver. He's the chief economist and head of investment strategy at AMP Capital over in Australia. Good morning, Shane. Good morning. Well, yes, very well. Thank you for joining us. I want to start with the U.S. Federal Reserve, Shane, that announced overnight that it will keep buying those U.S. government bonds until the economy makes quote substantial further progress. It also plans to keep short-term interest rates near zero for at least the next three years. What do you make of the Fed's announcement? And Shane, is this what the markets were looking for? It's uh, very dovish, but it was largely expected by the markets. So there's no great surprises in there. A month or two ago, the Fed did indicate that uh, it would make raising rates conditional on on uh, actual inflation being at target and um, uh, much stronger economic conditions. And of course, it's now done effectively the same in relation to quantitative easing. It's strengthened the forward guidance regarding quantitative easing. So to an extent, that was largely expected, but by the same token, it is very dovish. And that, of course, did support the US share market overnight. And, of course, uh, as did Powell's comments, that he wasn't too concerned about relatively high price-to-earnings multiples on U.S. shares. Exactly. Let's talk about U.S. Fed Reserve Chair Jerome Powell appearing to give some ammunition uh, overnight to this idea that there is concern in sectors about sky-high valuations. Now, some analysts have even started to utter the B word, a bubble. So Powell indicated that with low interest rates, high share prices make sense. What do you think and are you concerned about a bubble or do you side with Powell on this one? I, I tend to side with Powell on this one. Uh, the, the, this debate has been raging for, for years now, in fact mm. decades. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you just focus on price to earnings multiples, which of course are now high, or do you also allow uh, that interest rates are very low? And of course, one of the reasons people have been buying shares is that they're getting such low returns on their bank deposits or their government bonds. So mm-hmm. they take their money out of government bonds and bank deposits and put it in the share market. And you could argue that the gap between the dividend yield available on U.S. shares and the bond yield or the, or the gap measured against uh, short-term interest rates still remains pretty attractive. So I, I think you have to allow for the level of interest rates when assessing the valuation of shares. And on that basis, the share market's not overvalued. That doesn't mean it can't go through a correction. The market has had a huge run-up, mm-hmm. as have global markets over the last few weeks since early November, in fact, since the U.S. election. Uh, so we could, in, could easily have a, uh, a decent correction in the next few months. Historically, we're normally strong over the Christmas period. Momentum is very strong, so that may have further to go. But I do remember back in 2009-10, after that huge recovery from the GFC low, which of course was in March 2009, mm-hmm. we then had a bit of a correction in the early part of 2010. So we, we could see some play out like that. Market reaction to the Fed's overnight announcement, relatively muted. The Dow finished lower. The S&P 500 made marginal gains. and Nasdaq rose half a percent, though, to set a new record for the second straight session. I'm joined by Shane Oliver, his chief economist and head of investment strategy at AMP Capital in Australia. So the Nasdaq is not the only index or asset-setting records. The price of a Bitcoin 
has jumped past 20,000 US dollars for the first time. It is currently trading above $21,000 and is up 16% over the past week. Now, since the beginning of the year, Bitcoin prices have nearly tripled. The surge has erased some three years of deep losses. So, Shane, what is your view on Bitcoins? Uh, to be honest, I'm a, a bit cautious on Bitcoins. Uh, I, I think they're benefiting from the decline in the U.S. dollar. So Jerome Powell has basically said he's going to print more U.S. dollars, which is negative for the U.S. dollar. That's where a lot of assets go up in value. Uh, and, and commodities generally have gone up in value. So Bitcoin is benefiting from that. But it's also highly speculative. Mm. And, of course, it's having broken through its previous record high now, more decisively, the previous record high was around 19,500 back in December 2017. Uh, it tried to get it through it over the last couple of months, but now it looks to have broken through quite decisively. So that's attracting more money into Bitcoin. And of course, it could keep going a lot higher from here. But you have to accept that it is highly speculative. It's very hard to work out what its fundamental value is. It doesn't, uh, you know, in relation to shares, you can look at earnings, you can look at dividends and those sorts of things to get an idea. Um, in relation to commodities, you can look at demand for things like copper and oil to get mm. an idea as to what they might be worth. But in the case of Bitcoin, it's anyone's guess. Could go up to the, could go sky high from here. It could, could fall 50%. I, I don't really know. So I, I'm not arguing that it's going to go down from here. I just have to uh, warn people that it is a highly volatile investment and it's highly speculative. All right. I want to turn the discussion to tech stocks now. Ten U.S. states have filed a lawsuit against Google, accusing it of abusing its monopoly power in the market for online ads. And this suit really goes to the heart of Google's business. So the tech giant saying the charges are unfounded. Uh, the share price chain of Google's parent company, Alphabet, barely budged overnight. Investors don't seem too concerned about this latest assault on big tech. What do you think? Do you think Alphabet and other tech companies should be worried? I think they should, and that, 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 mind you, is also an issue with uh, Bitcoin, that uh, um, governments may impose more regulations around Bitcoin and might decide to run their own digital currencies in years ahead and uh, ban Bitcoin. So there's all sorts of issues around that. But it's certainly an issue with tech. Mm. Uh, tech is um, getting to the point where it's got monopoly status, or big tech in many areas have got monopoly status. They're running effectively utilities. And so it's understandable that having got to this point, that the level of regulation might increase. So I think that's going to be an ongoing issue over the years ahead and may ultimately be a factor which um, which cools down um, the huge run-up we've seen in tech stocks over the last decade now. And related to, to this in terms of tech news, Facebook saying that it will provide data in an antitrust lawsuit against Apple. It's also placed ads in major newspapers criticizing the iPhone maker. So the New York Times put it this way, Facebook takes the gloves off in feud with Apple. So Shane, what do you make of all this? I mean, the heart of the matter seems to be a move by Apple that would allow users to stop companies from tracking them across different apps. What's going on in your view? It's, it's a complicated issue, and, and I guess it uh, depends on your perspective as to which side you take in all of this. Um, I, I don't have a strong view either way, but I guess it is understandable that, um, uh, you know, one tech company that is accessed via um, hardware and software provided by another tech company um, might get upset at various points in time, and that's what we're seeing here. Um, it'll be interesting to see which way this, this one goes, um, but also I think feeds through into the regulatory context uh, that um, much as we've seen in recent times, you know, where various um, 
social media have um, censored, if you like, or put warnings around various tweets, including by um, well-known politicians. So <laughs> I think this is going to be an ongoing battlefield in the years ahead. It, it reminds me of where we were, well, before my time in the 30s and 40s when, uh, you know, Telephony or telephone technology mm-hmm. came along, and in the end, the US broke up monopolies in that area. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe the same thing could end up happening here. But in the process, there's a lot of tensions between the different providers, and that's what we're seeing between Facebook and Apple at the moment. Very interesting historical comparison there. Let's check in on local stocks now. The SDI rose half a percent yesterday to 28.72. It is at 1% for the week. So, Shane, what is your take on Singapore's blue chips? Well, they're uh, benefiting from optimism globally that even though there are issues with coronavirus, and that's quite clear, you just got to look at the newspaper or listen to the radio or turn on the, <laughs> the media, you know, you, there's still an ongoing issue there. But with the vaccine starting to be deployed globally, that has led to optimism that there will be a more sustained and uh, uh, more confident reopening in the global economy uh, through the course of 2021. And, of course, that benefits blue chip stocks in Singapore just as much as it does in Australia or the US. So I think that's why markets are going up. If we didn't have the vaccine story around Mm -hmm. and, of course, all the stimulus that's being pumped in and low interest rates, then I think it would be a very different story. We would be as fearful as we were back in March and April, March and early April. Um, But, yes, we do have that good news on vaccines, which I think is keeping investors pretty buoyant. And, of course, that's, uh, that's showing up in Singapore and blue chip stocks. That's a great place to end. Shane, thank you for your time. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Have a great day. You too. Shane Oliver is Chief Economist and Head of Investment Strategy over at AMP Capital in Australia. 16 minutes into the trading day here in Singapore. The Straits Times Index, let me check on that for you, is at 2,861.77. That is down by 0.3%. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.